0: Hey, Barstool listeners, you can find every episode of this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car for real and you just lost. My turn.
1: Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000.
0: My boss hit my line with an angry text saying something about B90X. I said, wrestling. I'm going to wrestling. Then my phone blew up with a couple alarms I got bets to make, I got worms to farm I said wrestling I'm going to wrestling I'm a wrestling, wrestling son of a bitch From a worm farm down on the Mississippi And if you got a problem with the way I live You could catch a chest chop in a super kick Yeah, R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling, R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling.
1: R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Welcome into Wrestling Barstool's professional wrestling podcast brought to you by me, me alone, Brandon Walker. That is me. Yes, the future greatest manager in professional wrestling history. I am here this week, and I'm not going to lie to you. Some weeks I dilly-dally a little bit, some weeks I stall, some weeks I drag my feet. Not this week. No dilly-dallying this week. We're heading right into it. This is a stuffed show. We have uh, taken about 10 pounds of crap and put it in a 5-pound bag this week for you. I, uh, When I started this show, I had a list of guests I wanted from current wrestling, and, and the first guest today is one of those. And Then I had a separate list of dream guests that I would just love to talk to one day about pro wrestling. Uh, guys that were Hall of Famers, pie-in-the-sky guests, the Mount Rushmore guests, the guys that would make me have goosebumps on my arm when talking to them. And we have that guest today as well. We will start off today, I'm going to talk about AEW, I'll talk about WWE, I'll talk about what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. But, two guests, number one, to make a big announcement, it will be current NXT North American champion Johnny Gargano, one of the best wrestlers on the planet, the guy who owns TakeOvers, the guy who... Uh, delivers every single time out in a big match situation. He is here to discuss the next big NXT event. And after that, I've told you, you've asked, who's the greatest of all time? Who's the goat? For my money, in ring, the greatest of all time will be our guest today, Mr. Shawn Michaels. And that, that made... Then made the hair on the back of my arm stand up right there. Johnny Gargano, Shawn Michaels, both on the show today. We talked to Johnny for about 25 minutes, Shawn for about 20 minutes. It is going to be a loaded show. We also have the top five in your house matches of all time. The top five in your house matches of all time. We've got your voicemails. We've got all of it. Everything you love from wrestling is right here today. Boy, I'm excited. So, uh, before I get into all that, I'm, I'm not going to take long. I will say this. Um, as far as current wrestling goes, we're heading towards WrestleMania backlash this week. Um, you've got a triple threat match on one side with uh, uh, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. I expect Bobby Lashley to pin Braun Strowman there and, and move on with his title reign. Uh, you've got other matches that are interesting. Uh, I think Bailey versus Bianca could steal the show uh, the, on the SmackDown side. I think that uh, I think that Roman Cesaro could absolutely be a Master of the year candidate because Roman doing the best work of his career and Cesaro getting this long-awaited opportunity, much like Kofi a couple of years ago uh, when he had his first title shot after years and years and years. Kofi took the bear by the horns, the bull by the horns. You was thinking bears don't have horns. Took the bull by the horns and ran with it and it delivered one of the best runs of his life. I imagine Cesaro is going to do the same thing. That's going to be great uh SmackDown just a little ahead of not a little ahead of Raw. SmackDown a far superior show to Raw right now. Uh, a lot of ex- exciting stuff on NXT, some the card coming together for the next uh, takeover whenever that may be. Wink. Um so we got all that. Uh I like where where we're at, you know, it's not bad. I do want to do an update on Peacock uh since last week when I had one of my Peacock rants, which happens often. I noticed that they put up Nitro. Now, I don't want to take full credit for that, but I believe I should be given full credit for that. I came on the show last week, and I said, hey, uh, hey, hey, boys, I I want to watch your product. I want to watch the network. I love it so much, but it's on Peacock. You don't have a lot of stuff, and it's not user-friendly. I can't even watch Nitro. Bam, Nitro goes up. So all seven seasons of Nitro are on there. I've been watching from the beginning. Uh, That helped me a little bit. That helped me with Peacock. I feel a little bit better. Uh, but the job's not done. The job is not done. I feel like we're an NFL team that just, uh, we started 0-3 and we just won two in a row. So we're 2-3, and three, but the job's not done. We got to get back. Big game coming up. So this week, Peacock, WWE, I'm looking you dead in the windows to your soul. I'm looking into your eye sockets. Give me Saturday night's main event and give it to me this week. I need Saturday night's main event. please. Please. I'm begging you. I love Nitro. We'll do a show a week. If you want to do this, if you want to dance this dance, we'll dance this dance. Give me Saturday night's main event. I will be happy this week. Next week, I'll have a new show for you. But please, please, thank you for Nitro. Give me Saturday night's main event for this week. All right. AEW is a company. You guys know I love WWE. I love NXT. I love all professional wrestling. But I do love what AEW is doing. I've loved it since October 2019 when Dynamite went live on TNT. Uh, now there's been a couple of announcements. Number one, they're heading back out on the road. In July, they will be going to Miami, then Austin, then uh, somewhere else in Texas. Three, three straight shows, three Wednesday nights, three Dynamites. Uh, I assume they're heading towards uh, those states because those states are where you can have full crowds. Uh, so it looks like we're going to be entering, re-entering the crowd aspect of professional wrestling which i believe will lead to a surge in interest in professional wrestling i believe once uh the crowds show back up on tv you saw the energy at wrestlemania you saw how great it was and then you saw the next night on raw monday night where there was nobody there just a noticeable drop off we need the crowds back and we need to do anything we can do to get the crowds back AEW is the first one to do that um there are people out there online that love to be miserable and love to tell everybody how to live, and they love to tell everybody, hey, you're all going to die if you go to an event. No, fuck that. If you want to go, go. If you don't want to go, don't go. But normalcy is more valuable in this country than we ever realized, and getting back on the road and performing for any anybody, a singer, uh, an athlete, a team, a, a wrestling company, it's Heading toward it's an approaching normalcy, and that's what we need. I'm sure AEW, who has been a leader in this, they're going to do it the safest way, the best way. So I trust them. I trust the fans. I trust the wrestlers. Let's get out there and go. And I'm you're talking to somebody that missed WrestleMania because of COVID. Like, it just is what it is. It's a it's a risk assessment at this point. If you're if you're not comfortable, you don't need to go. If you're comfortable and confident, enjoy life again, brother. That's the way I look at it. So last week. AEW kind of stole headlines by having, I'd say their biggest TV match yet, and the ratings match that. The biggest TV match yet was Blood and Guts with the Inner Circle led by Chris Jericho against um, against the Pinnacle led by MJF. Now MJF, a favorite of this podcast, we did a, the, I still maintain the best interview in wrestling all year. The entire wrestling world was us and MJF back in uh, February, but this match is the second time in about three months that aew has not stuck the landing that they didn't finish the job and i have two things to say about that number one is it is a shame that for the second time in three months a subpar ending has taken away from an otherwise excellent match the match with moxley and omega was excellent it was fantastic it was brutal it was awesome and then they had the dud of an explosion at the end. And that's all people wanted to talk about. Well, now you had 45 minutes of incredible action. You had uh, FTR and Santana Ortiz going at it. You had Sammy Guevara doing a great job. You had uh, everybody in the inner circle and pinnacle just just going to war with each other. And it ends when MJF uh, threatens to throw Jericho off the cage. The inner circle says, no, we quit. Uh, Sammy Guevara actually said it. And then he throws him off anyway. And the ending to this one was he was thrown off into an obvious crash pad onto some pieces of cardboard painted to look like metal. Didn't look good. It did not look good at all. Um, Again, it's a shame that takes away the ending, takes away from the incredible work done in the match because I thought the matches were great on both occasions. But AEW is a young company, and they've got to learn how how to finish the big moment. They know how to set up the big moment. They know how to deliver in the ring in the big moment, but they haven't followed through on that, that moment. They haven't followed through on Austin passing out in a pool of his own blood. They haven't followed through on Kane debuting in the Hell in a the Cell. They haven't followed through on these, these big moments that could really change the way things are done. They've kind of, you know, they're all for 2. It's just 2. Not a big deal. They're still a great company. They're still very entertaining, entertaining as hell. Still got some of the best wrestlers in the world. I don't think anybody's going to stop watching because these things happen. But there would have been more satisfaction if the ending had had a more resounding finish to it instead of what it, what happened. Uh, and it is what it is. I mean, I, obviously, you don't want to throw a guy off the cage and onto actual concrete. But if that's the case, don't don't book that to be the ending. Book it a different way. Don't don't. If you've got something that's not going to look good, go a different direction. Otherwise, I, I still love what AEW's doing now. I, I do wonder what they're going to do. They have a pay-per-view in, I think, four weeks, three weeks maybe. Not long at all, so they got to get going on really ramping this thing up because they put so much work into blood and guts. Now they got to get going in the other direction. Uh, speaking of big events, we've got somebody here to talk about a big event. It's coming up very, very soon, and he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Let's go to my interview with North American cha- NXT North American champ Johnny Gargano. All right, up next on wrestling, I was just going to go ahead and I was going to give you all my thoughts about what's going on in the world of wrestling, but we have had for the first time someone demand to be on the show. They have some news that they want to share, and they want to talk about it, and it's one of the great wrestlers in the world, one of my uh, favorite wrestlers to watch. Uh, He he has the word takeover in his name. It's Johnny Takeover, for God's sakes. We're going to talk to him right now. It is from NXT, the North American champion, Johnny Gargano. Hello, Johnny. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm, uh, I'm doing average. You know, I'm feeling good. It's, uh, it's a nice Monday here. Um, I know you guys, since the move to Tuesday, your schedule's pretty much changed, but the show's been on a roll lately.
2: Yeah, I've worked Wednesdays for, I guess, like five years, for the last five years of my life. And now I'm on Tuesday. So everything has been shifted one day earlier. And my body never knows what day it is anymore. I'm getting used to it. But Tuesdays have been working out great for us.
1: Yeah, it has been uh, been very entertaining, but when it comes to NXT, when it comes to Tuesdays, when it comes to the product you guys are putting out, I understand, Johnny, you are here today to share some news with us. I am. I am here to share and break some news.
2: I figured what better person to do it than Johnny Takeover himself. I'm here to say that Sunday, June 13th will be the very next NXT Takeover, But, but it's not just a usual Takeover. See, what I have in my hand here is a key. And this key unlocks a very specific door. What? If you remember, the next NXT TakeOver will be NXT TakeOver in your house. But what? There's more. There's more. There's more. It will be hosted by Todd Pettengill.
1: Live on Peacock. So we're going straight back to the mid-90s and we're getting Todd Pettengill. The number one 90s kid here to break that news for you yeah i am not a 90s kid i'm way older than that I, I i i wish you had sean mooney but todd pettengill will do uh no it was uh this is fantastic so uh nxt takeover june 13th on peacock will be nxt takeover in your house yes um johnny what's what's your favorite in your house you ever watched
2: oh man i mean there's tons of them in your house mind games
1: yeah sean, and, sean and mankind on yes top.
2: in your house good friends better enemies uh yeah. There's a lot of great ones, obviously, uh, and I think it's, it's canon now at this point because of the last In Your House that right. I technically live in the In Your House house because I walked out the door. It was, I was in my, in my kitchen, and then I walked out the door from a match with Keith Lee. So canon-wise, obviously, I have the key. It's your I house. Live in, it's my house. It isn't the house that they gave away in the 90s. I'm pretty sure that's a Taco Bell now, but it is the In Your House house.
1: So maybe you should, instead of saying NXT in your house, you should sit you, in my and, house. you and you alone in my house. In my house, yes. NXT okay. TakeOver in my house. That's pretty good. You're the yeah. only person in the world that can say that. Me and Candace, But I, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, <I> forgot. <laughs> you, you do share a house. Speaking, yes. of, your, speaking of your house, uh, I don't get jealous of a lot of people because I am one of the richest people I know. But <laughs> yesterday, you put on Twitter the the what's going to be your video game room or your yeah. video game and your your, your uh, and it looked incredible right it had it had no i did
2: not i'm trying to think of the right words here to describe it it had no right being as good as it was right just like, like my marriage it, I, yeah yeah uh, yeah i mean i i know i i have a history of diy but mm-hmm. in 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 real life diy work is not my forte candace handles all that stuff but i mean she handled that as well i just had to paint in little squares but yeah our theater loft game room all that good stuff looks amazing i'm very happy with it it puts a smile on my face every single time i walk the time i walk out my bedroom there
1: you know i never thought about that but a couple of years ago you could have been getting worked on in your house and a contractor comes in and you're wearing a t-shirt that says diy yeah yeah and i wouldn't be of no help to that man yeah me either my wife does all the shit yeah I mean, me too I I'm very happy, uh, but sometimes I cook. So, all right. So the name Johnny Takeover, we're talking about NXT Takeover today, June 13th on Peacock. Uh, the name Johnny Takeover, I know a lot of times in wrestling, uh, nicknames can be given, they can be earned, but I know this was kind of, I, I don't know if it started as a joke or if it started as a rib or started whatever, but you really do rise to the occasion on Takeover and have great matches every single time. You You take that nickname very, very seriously, correct?
2: Yes. And I think that started with my match with Andrade uh, takeover Philadelphia. I think that was really the birth of it. And then honestly, we went to me and Tommaso would take over New Orleans. Right. And then take over New York with Adam Cole. Like I just, I I pride myself on showing up when the lights are bright. I pride myself on being a big match wrestler. Uh, And for me, takeover in NXT is obviously as big as it gets. That is our biggest spotlight. That's where all the eyes are on us. And I love when all the eyes are on me because I feel like I rise to the occasion.
1: I'm not trying to gas you up at all, but I... I went oh please. Into, I went love in, it, please. Was it NXT Philadelphia, I believe? Mm-hmm. I went into that match thinking, uh, you know, Johnny Gargano against uh, Andrade, it'll probably be pretty good. It'll, you know, I'll like it. It'll be a good, solid match. And it, it might be my favorite match of the last five years. It's either that or Sasha Bailey in Brooklyn, another uh, match where yep. I didn't have a lot of hopes. I, I didn't know what to expect, and then they just blew me away. Same with you and Andrade uh, with that match in Philadelphia. That was one of those just eye-popping moments where I was like, wow, this, this these guys are really good. And yeah, I, <laughs> thank you. you. You keep going. No, yeah, I, yes, I, I, it, he, I got through all that, and I realized <laughs> you haven't asked a question yet. No, it wasn't a question. I was like, oh, I,
2: I agree with you. Thank you. All right.
1: So, uh, But that was uh, – did you find – uh, that match in particular, you know, you had the DIY runs and you had some other great matches, but was that the match what really stamped you as, wow, this guy's going to bring it every single time?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, DIY versus Revival uh, mm-hmm. holds a special place in my heart. That was really our foot in the door here and getting able to show the world what we're capable of doing on a big stage. But my match with Andrade, like you said, people went into it with, I, I say, tempered expectations. They They knew it would be good. They knew I was good, but I don't yeah. know if they knew that I could hit that main event level. And uh, I I, I just really, I wanted that opportunity. And I, I always kind of tell myself like, okay, this is where you want to be. You want to be in the main event you want that spotlight. You just got to, there's another step to get there. And my match with Andrade, it just, that night was just magic from the Philadelphia crowd to the atmosphere to just Andrade in general. Like, I, I think just the story behind it, like everything kind of worked in our favor that night and, and Candice and Zelina, obviously, but, I mean, that that match is g- going to be forever – will forever hold a special place in my heart, and this is coming from someone who hates all his own matches. Right. So that one will be A-1 for me forever.
1: N- not to put – well, I guess you just kind of answered it. I was going to say not to put you on the spot, but do you have a, a favorite match? Do you have one that stands out above all the rest? For different reasons, yes. Uh, my match with
2: Andrade, obviously, I, is it's my number one. That was really my breakout moment. And then, story reasons, my match with Tommaso at TakeOver right. New Orleans – I don't think I'll ever be a part of an atmosphere like that, like ever. <laughs> Just because, like, I've never heard a crowd react to Tommaso, a crowd react to another wrestler like they react- reacted to Tommaso that night. Everyone in the building, literally everyone, from the front row to the tippy-tippy top, everyone hated that man that night.
1: He was the most hated man in wrestling in that, that moment. During that era,
2: it was insane. And I remember sitting back in Gorilla and watching his entrance and being like, oh, my God, I have yeah. never experienced something like this before. So that that is up there for me. And then my match with uh, Adam Cole at TakeOver New York, two out of three falls, is another one for me. So those three are always my go-tos.
1: So you've been in the NXT for a minute. Do you ever just sit back and when, when guys – coming to NXT you do you like earmark them do you point at a new guy and say all right that's somebody I'm gonna work with very very soon do you do you like scout that and say all right this is my next guy
2: yeah so I I I guess I pride myself on watching wrestling from all over the world uh so I do still pay attention to independent wrestling so whenever we sign a new guy uh, there's a good chance I've already seen his work and already know what he's capable of and there's a good chance I'm going to the Triple H and Shawn Michaels and be like hey like this is, this guy's good like hopefully I can work with him one day uh, I think we have uh, a very talented up and coming class that we just signed. A lot of guys from the Indies who are, as they're like me, they were like me where they just yeah. want a chance and an opportunity to break out and to now be in this position where I'm capable of giving these young guys chances to break out. And it's crazy to say young guys, because I'm 33 uh, but these younger guys uh, chances to break out and make a name for themselves on a big stage. I think I, that, that's something I'm really looking forward to.
1: So you're part of a core of NXT guys that have been there a while and always, you know, you elevate the talent around you, you're, you're great talents yourselves, and, and NXT is so dependable. I've always said NXT takeovers are the most consistently dependable and bankable pieces of wrestling entertainment we get every single one. I think there's 34, maybe 35 now. There hasn't been a bad one yet, uh, but now- I you're... think I've been on 22 of them. So. Yeah, <laughs> So so we talk now, we know what the next in your house is going to be, but you guys are on Tuesday nights and the sky's the limit. Where do you see NXT going? Because I know you take a lot of personal pride in your work, but I'm sure you take a lot of professional pride in what NXT is too.
2: Yeah, yeah obviously. Like I've been saying for years that NXT is a viable third brand in WWE. And I, I, I very much so mean that. Uh, you got Raw, you got SmackDown, you got NXT. And anyone who, who says that NXT is developmental, anyone who says that NXT is, is, is less than, mm-hmm. I, you are wrong. You are wrong. Watch our show on Tuesday night and I look at the talent we have in that locker room. I will put our talent up against anyone. I think our locker room is, is loaded up and ready to rock and roll. And you watch a takeover, especially a takeover with a live crowd. Like no. those takeovers, man, with live crowds, that atmosphere, nothing can touch it. It's so amazing. And it's something I'm very proud to be a part of.
1: We were at, me and my producer were at NXT TakeOver um, Valentine's Day. What was the, the Valentine's Day one? I, I blanked on the name, but it, was, it wasn't it was Valentine's Day Massacre because that was in 1999. Vengeance. Vengeance Day. Yeah, there you go. I got it. I'm very smart. Uh, I'm not an idiot at all. We were at Vengeance Day, and I would put that show live up against any show that I've ever seen. It's just The thing about NXT TakeOvers is there are no, not to imply there's in other brands there are, but match one is going to be good. Match two is going to be good. Match three, there's always five, six match cards, and they're all good. They all have different compelling stories. Mm -hmm. There's never a water break in an NXT TakeOver. That's my favorite part about takeovers you get, I think, five to six matches,
2: and any of those matches could be main event. They all have their own individual stories. They all have a purpose. They all have a reason. Nothing is filler. They're all there to make the show as good as possible. And like I said, like any night that... I was main eventing. EO could have main evented. Candice could have main evented. Adam Cole could have main evented. Tommaso could have main evented. Like, I I mean, there's just so many different players there that there isn't just one guy that you look at at an NXT takeover. Like, I need to watch his match. Like, yes, my name is Johnny Takeover. But you watch takeovers to see the EO Shirais, the Raquel Gonzalez's, uh, the Dakota Kai's. Like, I think there's so many people on this roster that are so talented. And I think that's the best part about NXT Takeover is they get a chance to shine. And any match could be the main event.
1: I remember that night it was Vengeance Day, and there was one time I was like, "All right, I'm going to take a break on this match. I'm just going to sit down and chill." And it was the freaking tag match between MSK and the Grizzled Young Veterans. Hey. There, there was no sitting down during that match. <laughs> no, there, there, was, there was no chilling during that match. You just have to stand up and appreciate what's going on in front of. You. Is that a Cleveland Browns shirt? It is. Yes, big All Cleveland right. Browns fan. Who do you? I knew that. Who do you think would be a better uh, personality in professional wrestling? Uh, Baker Mayfield or, or Miles Garrett? Okay, so oh, personality. Either way, wrestling tough. personality? Oh, that's tough. They're both,
2: they're, they're both my dudes. Uh, I'm, I'm a big, big Baker Mayfield guy. Huge right. Baker Mayfield guy. Shout out to Baker Mayfield. Uh, but Miles Garrett is a freak of nature, man. I've met that guy in person. And I've been around a lot of big dudes, like around the yeah. big show, around tons of dudes in, in our business that are just larger than life. But Miles right. Garrett is on another level. I yeah. can't imagine being a human being and watching this other guy come running towards me and try to, like, knock me over. Like, I, I can't, like, a guy at his side. That's nuts. Personality-wise, though, Baker Mayfield was made for professional wrestling.
1: I agree. Made so, for it. So here's my idea. Miles Garrett managed by Baker Mayfield.
2: Lovely. That's fantastic. Look, I, look. Write me, I, check, I, WWE, I am, write me a check, WWE. Write me a check. Exp- I am giving the open invitation. Miles Garrett is a wrestling fan. He did a Shawn Michaels pose after he did a sack. Yeah. So I know that. Uh, so, Miles Garrett, Baker Mayfield, if you want to come to NXT on Tuesday nights, USA Network, mm-hmm. please open invitation from Johnny Gargano, local Cleveland boy. Come on down. You can be in my corner. It'd be great.
1: Are you sure you have the authority to authorize that?
2: I think I was. I had the authority to announce there was a takeover in your house. So <Yeah>. Yeah. i guess so you have a
1: key in your hand right yeah, so, sir, yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, i should quit while i'm at it.
1: you mentioned you mentioned the uh the crowds and and back when we had full crowds um i know full sale, and then you guys were, were going out there how much uh, how eager are you guys i know all of you are to get back out there and perform in front of crowds oh man so eager <laughs>
2: just having like i remember like the past uh takeover we just had we had like a little over 100 people and right. for us we're like we have a little over 100 people we were so pumped but i come from the indies to where i used to wrestle in front of like five people and i was i was like this is this is fine this is, this is what we do uh but then we got used to wrestling in front of fifteen thousand people at a takeover and nothing touches that right. so we are so just ready for fans to get back i don't think i don't think nxt is nxt at its peak without fans it just isn't that, that takeover crowd and the NXT fans just make the product special that's what makes it unique so you take those away they are the special ingredient that makes this whole thing work so i can't wait to have them back
1: i agree i think you can extrapolate that and professional wrestling really isn't professional wrestling without the crowds mm-hmm. but NXT, especially because it's such a passionate fan base uh so so into it And i mean NXT fans the fan base itself has spawned like star fans uh, and, and you don't see that in other organizations. You don't see no. that elsewhere. But you've, you've had multiple fans in NXT. Like, they're recognizable. They have brands now because they're the NXT guy or the NXT girl. Yeah. The closest really- one we got was Vladimir. Vladimir is the closest super fan that I, I would remember. That is all. that. If I could think of dream interviews for the show, I just want to talk to Vladimir. Because when I, when I was a kid, 80s, 90s, whatever, it could be Hulk Hogan on top. It could be Savage on top. It could be Warrior on top. It could be Rock on top. Guess who's in the first or second row every freaking time? I, I'm an I'm an NXT
2: guy, so I can't get you Vladimir. I could probably get you Izzy. Or... I I would I would take Izzy, but Vladimir.
1: Vladimir, or maybe is... a Florida wrestling. Oh uh, <laughs> <Okay>. hey, okay. All right, <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Uh, I know Florida. I know Kyle my whole life. Kyle is a very very good friend of mine. In fact, Kyle wrote some of these questions today. Izzy. Hey. Uh, oh, yes. good for Kyle. Hey, so, Kyle. so Florida wrestling fan is a huge fan of you. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I don't want to gas you up more, but I'm going to say this. I said, hey. I got Johnny tomorrow. I watch him a lot. I know him. And he said, uh, first, tell him off camera that Florida wrestling fans says hi. We got it on camera. Look at that. We got it (laughs) on camera. And then number two, and this is going to gas you up a little bit, and I'm sorry, but he said, uh, I have watched uh, Johnny Gargano after shows take 30, 45, an hour to talk with fans. Uh, He's the nicest guy to fans in the entire wrestling business. And that is the legacy of Johnny Gargano. He he technically said, he said, never meet your heroes, but if your hero is Johnny Gargano, you're in in good shape. That's what Uh, he said.
2: Oh, well, that really means the world to me. I I do pride myself on that. I I, I really do, just because I always try to put myself in their shoes because I was in their shoes. I was a chubby little eight-year-old wrestling fan that would just wait behind the guardrails and just want to, like, touch a wrestler. So I always just kind of think, like, what could I do now in the wrestler role that would make this fan lose their mind, that would make their day? And, like, that is something that I've held on to for a very, very long time, and the day that I lose that is the day that I don't want to wrestle
1: anymore <laughs> so what the the last question i was going to ask you from him was uh and i'm going to read it verbatim johnny from 10 years old to now you stopped being fat and became a champion from 10 years old to now brandon walker grew fatter for 32 years straight was there a moment in terms of you getting physically ready for wrestling where it really clicked for you fuck you kyle <laughs> you don't have to answer that question that was all just a way for him to call me <laughs> yeah, <fat. it> was. <laughs> he hit it really well though no it was very good he made it, it seem he like, right it was like a journalist with an agenda <laughs> like they slide it in there when they want to uh so a couple more questions i'll let you get out of here we're all talking in advance of uh nxt takeover uh june 13th which will be nxt takeover in your house hosted by todd pettengill which will be fantastic absolutely Uh, that's just a name and a nostalgia that comes back over. And as soon as I see him, I'll be whisked away to 1995. And we'll be talking about the new generation stuff like that. I'm going to work to
2: get the Milton Bradley karate fighters tournament beforehand,
1: please. Thank you. I'm going to (laughs) try. Uh, I going back and watching some of those, uh, some of those attitude era shows, especially I, I just get a, I just want to buy a pair of lugs. You know, I want to do that. I want to, call, some- <laughs> I want to call somebody on 10, 10, 220. You know, it's just it's crazy. Um, use those little stride X pads that like, yes, wipe your face. Yes. The minute, the uh, minute you
2: started wiping your face just burned. And I like, yeah. oh no, what am I doing? Yeah. All
1: right. I understand. I have a rash, Johnny. I'm going to point it out. Okay. <laughs> so let's <laughs> pretend I have a time machine. Okay. And I can take you to any era. I can take you to the eighties, the nineties, whatever. I think i know the answer to this but who's the all-time dream opponent for uh johnny gargano i think everyone knows the answer to this by now it's Sean, uh, right
2: yeah obviously it's sean yeah it's definitely sean uh prime sean uh even now sean again like i I've, i put out the invitation so many times yeah said you're going to interview him so i mean uh uh i sean if you want to lace him up man i think yeah. johnny takeover versus mr
1: wrestlemania just sells tickets man come on let's do it <laughs> I, I love the idea of that. That that would be if I could pick a dream opponent for you. Oh, pretty much anybody is Sean because, yeah. uh, you know, Sean Savage, Steamboat, people like that. Um, Candace is a Sean too. I mean, everyone's a Sean. to wrestle Sean. I mean, he's he's in in as far as in ring goes, I mean, probably the best of all time. So it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I I also I, did say
2: me and Candace versus Hunter and Stephanie is another one that you know.
1: Okay, I I, I, I really kind of like that one little. too. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so. Uh. But. Let's go current. Uh, who's out there that you haven't wrestled with, that you've got your eye on? This is somebody that I'd really like to get in there and get with.
2: So as far as I, I so we're, if we're talking Raw and SmackDown, I always have three that I go to. Yeah. And that would be uh, my, I, I'm very open about it on uh, Twitter, uh, about him coming to NXT, would be Daniel Bryan. Right. Uh, I've wrestled him before in the Indies, but never in, in this environment. Uh, Seth Rollins, another one on the indies, but not in this environment, and AJ Styles, another one on the indies, but not in this environment. Uh, in NXT, a guy I've never had a singles match with that I think people would really love to see is me versus Kyle O'Reilly. That has right. not happened yet uh, on NXT. So I think that would be another good one that I would love to have.
1: That would be fantastic. Kyle Riley. I think uh, just from a fan's perspective, I'm not in the business. I don't judge people like I'm in the business, but yeah, I just feel like he's been one of the most consistent underrated wrestlers of the last four or five years. And every time he's gotten a chance against Finn Balor a couple of times and then against Adam Cole, it's all, it's all good. It's all great. I love watching it. So right now uh, you're the North American champ. You are married to one half of the tag champs uh, and, but you've got the group called the way, where do mm-hmm. you see this group going? So, Put this out there. Me and Candice, her being women's tag team
2: champion now, and me being North America champion. We are the first married couple in NXT history to be champions at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that I, so me, Candice, Austin, and Indy, Austin, Indy, like they, on screen and off screen, are are kind of like kids to us. We take great pride in them, and we are we are very proud of them. And I sound like a proud dad now, watching like watching. Indy do that springboard elbow through a table uh, last week with Candice in that tag match. Like, I I had a huge smile on my face because I know how hard her and Austin work. And the way for us, uh, we kind of looked at it as, like, kind of an evolution sort of vibe there. Uh, You got Triple H, you got uh, Ric Flair, Batista, and Orton, and you kind of made Batista and Orton just two superstars. Uh, they kind of grew being with Triple H and Ric Flair. And we kind of saw Austin and Indy as our uh, Batista and Orton. Austin is Orton and Indy is, of course, Big Dave. Uh, that they were able to kind of be with us and grow. And you can watch, if you watch the show, man, you can see how comfortable they are now. They're growing into their own. They're so much more comfortable. They're confident. And yeah. in and out, they are just having a great time, which I think that this business works best. When you're able to just kind of be yourself, relax, and just enjoy what you're doing. And seeing Austin and he be able to do that now. And they're both like in their, their mid 20s, they're 24, 25. Like, uh, like the sky's the limit for those two. I think they are going to be stars for a very, very long time. We're incredibly proud of them.
1: All right. So last question for you, obviously we're headed into NXT takeover. The next one uh, you are Johnny takeover selfishly. What are your plans for NXT takeover in your house with Todd Pettengill hosting? Cause this is a way to go back in time and yet go into the future at the same time. You being a nineties kid, how are you going to dominate NXT in your house? I
2: mean, obviously, like I said, it's canon that I live, the, live in the, in your house house. So uh, I will definitely be there in what, some way, shape, or form. I am the current NXT North American champion. Will I be defending the title? Uh, will something else be going on? I don't know. Like that, That's my elevator pitch. You got to go. You got to tune in June 13th, Sunday, Peacock, to find out what Johnny Takeover's doing at In Your House.
1: All right. That is North American champ Johnny Gargano. He always has one of the best matches on Takeover, and this Takeover will, I'm sure, be no different. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, buddy. All right, fellas, for the better part of our lives, our better halves have been fantasizing about the perfect wedding ring. And, yes, guys, I know even though you're wrestling fans, some of you actually have women. I, I know that's shocking to me. Uh, and I have a woman, too, and she's good looking. Guess Yeah, she's good looking. Don't look at me like that. She's hot. So you probably have hot women, too. Well, not hot, not as hot as mine. But you probably have an, a, a moderately attractive woman out there, right? I mean, look at you. Well, you think you're gonna have a, a hot woman like me? I'm Brandon Walker. I work at Barstool. Well, what are you? you? You're not. You're not me. Just relax. Anyway, I said all that to say this: Manly Bands is here to rescue you from an otherwise hellish band buying experience. You know these wedding rings? Uh, we take whatever the wife gives us. Really, we don't care, but we can care, and we can get better looking rings. We can. I just have this old white gold thing that I can't. I've gained so much weight, I couldn't get this thing off if I wanted to. Manly Bands here to rescue you from that experience. Manly Bands offers your hand the freedom to look how you want it in just about every type of earthly material imaginable, even from space. To get started, order the Manly Ring Sizer from Manly Bands to ensure that your ring will fit perfectly during work and play. Once you know your size, it's time for the fun part. Manly Bands has an insane selection of materials to choose from, like gold, wood, antler, steel, dinosaur bone, and even the meteorites that killed them. I don't know if I'd want a meteorite on my finger. But maybe. You can also choose from one of Manly Bands' curated collections like the Jack Daniels Whiskey Barrel Collection. Once you've selected your band, Manly Bands offers free shipping worldwide, a 30-day exchange policy, and a free warranty. While there, while there may be a 50% chance your marriage working out, <laughs> probably less for you guys, there's a 100% chance that you're going to love your band. To order your Manly Band, to get 21% off, plus a free silicone ring. Go to manlybands.com slash wrestling. That's wrestling. That's ManlyBands.com dot com slash wrestling. That's m a n l y b a n d s. dot com slash wrestling for twenty one percent off. Manly Bands, the best damn rings. Period. So, like I told you early in the show, when we had Johnny Gargano here and he he announced uh, NXT Takeover in your house uh, on June thirteenth on Peacock. Like I told you, he wasn't the only guest, and he was one of the he's one of the current best wrestlers in the world. But now the hair on the back of my arm is going to stand up. We're going to bring in one of the best wrestlers of all time. We're going to bring in somebody that I've talked about extensively on this show and somebody who knows a little thing or two about in your house. He basically started the concept uh, with his great matches back then, but I'm of course talking about Mr. WrestleMania. I'm talking about the heartbreak kid. I'm talking about somebody who's very key backstage at NXT these days. I'm talking about Sean Michaels. Sean, thank you very much for joining wrestling.
3: Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for having me. And obviously the,
1: Thanks for the big buildup. It's
3: only going to go down, <laughs> going to go downhill from here, but thank you very much anyway.
1: Well, you're here yeah. for, for many reasons, but uh, I've been watching every Sunday night these A&E biographies about, uh, you know, Booker T just was, and then they had uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, they had uh, uh, Randy Savage, several, and there's eight of them, and you're coming up very, very soon. I, my question to you is, as somebody who's followed your career my entire life pretty much, how many biographies do you have out there, Sean? It's like thirty at this point.
3: Yeah, yeah I, th- I think so. Well, well, look—you screw up your life enough; they want to do a lot of. <laughs> you know, you live a train wreck uh, of a life. They they want to capture that sometimes and tell that story. Um, but yeah, there there are a number of them out there. This is obviously very different now. A and think, is probably a very different audience. Uh, I would imagine. Sure. Um And and I, I guess. Some of it also um I, I guess the the tragedy doesn't nearly sell as well as the second half right. of my life right yeah or it always sells better. Um, but I guess I'm always thankful that at least now we're you know able to at least put a little focus on now you know more of my life has been, good as yeah. opposed to the other side but you know you don't you, uh, obviously you don't become the person who you are without the past um and look it's 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 what it was and uh obviously excited to i guess to at least um show it to maybe folks that don't know uh about it
1: so right now you're coming to you you got you got the nxt in the background there and uh, we were down at vengeance day a couple of months ago we saw you guys in the background but uh, for people who don't know exactly what Shawn Michaels is up to these days, why don't we uh, go into that a little bit? What's what's going on down there with you and NXT?
3: Yeah, well, so first it started out here again as uh, just coming out in here as a coach. You know, Hunter was very open about, look, just dig your big toe in, see what you like, what you enjoy, and then, um, you know, we'll go from there. And he did that knowing full well. Um, he knows his, his friend like the back of his hand – before long, I would be all the way in and want to be part of absolutely everything that is NXT, um, and and that's where we're at uh, four years later. Um, uh, I do uh, you know produce the, the UK brand. Obviously, um, they've been you know very trusting and, and putting that in my hands, and I do absolutely everything I can uh, here with NXT uh, domestic um, producing, uh, directing. Creative, I absolutely help in every aspect that I can. Um, dealing, uh, you know, obviously one-on-one with the talent, and then um, I don't know. Again, I do absolutely everything that is asked of me, and at best, I understand things that I didn't even know uh, what properly describes producer and executive. I don't know, and director and stuff like that. Right. It's all stuff that comes natural to me, and apparently. There's really cool titles, I guess, that come along with that. Uh, most of which I don't pay that much attention to.
1: Well, I don't pay attention to titles either. But uh, so I, I have questions. So we're going into NXT Takeover um, in your house, which somebody's getting a message. I'm sure it's a wonderful, wonderful message. Oh, uh, yeah,
3: it's me. A bunch of UK- We have UK tapings this week, and so I'm having to approve a oh. bunch of stuff over there. I apologize. I don't know how to make it not come into my computer. Can
1: I tell you a secret? I think Walter's pretty good. I don't know if anybody's ever told you that. Oh yeah, Walter's the man. Okay. I'll put my, I'll put our UK champion up against anybody. I mean that dude. I just uh, <laughs> I I know that you have to. I, I know that you're you know you're you're in this stage of your career. And you're not a wrestler anymore, but you got to watch that guy sometimes and thinking, man, I could have done some things with this guy.
3: Yeah. No. Look, there, I will say this: there are a lot of them, and and that's why again, it's very. You know, because again, everybody sort of has their dream matches, and you you know you don't know, but there are always times where I see a lot of people. Heck, you had him on a little bit ago, Johnny Gargano. There are a number of guys: Adam Cole, Walter, uh, just Finn Balor. A number of people that you look at and you think to yourself, "Man, if I was just born a little bit later, that would have been really fun." Because there there are there are just so many talented, uh, you know guys out there for myself personally that i think would have been very interesting uh and a lot of fun to work with that's and, and walter is definitely one of them
1: you had a, a, a knack for being able to work with everybody uh you know it's been talked about not just by you but by everybody's ever worked with you you know sean can do whatever you need him to do did you prefer to work with guys your size or did you prefer to go in there and make the big guys look gigantic
3: honestly so that's what i enjoyed most about my career which again and you don't you know, it's so everybody's almost always has a style and it took me a long time to realize, like, I don't really have a style. One of the things that I, I did is I adapted and adjusted to everybody. And I think that's what gave me the opportunity to have so many different matches and, and, you know, pretty darn good matches with a lot of guys because that's what I enjoyed most about it was not putting myself in a box and adjusting to whatever it was they did really well. Um, and I guess I think that's when everything's said and done to the point you made earlier, that's, I think was probably my, my, my best strength, which was my adaptability, but it also really, you know, kept me in the area that I, I enjoyed most, which was how can I make this the best match possible? And sometimes if you have painted yourself into a certain style, sometimes that can be a little bit more difficult. And so that's, uh. I, it did, I didn't go in planning it that way but that's how it ended up turning out
1: so one of the questions i get since i started this show six months ago was uh everybody wants to know who do you think the greatest of all time is who's the goat who's this who's that and i've answered it before but my question to you do you concern yourself with greatest of all time discussions
3: i i don't it's funny when you're younger certainly you do right um, but now of course i i don't know i i'm now only to look at I only have the ability now to see everything in the rear view mirror. And I think to myself, technically I'm back to where I was at 56, I'm back to where I was at 19, which is just realizing that my idea of success was to have a car in a one bedroom apartment, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe be the, you know, the, the one of the main guys in a, in a local territory in, in, in South Texas. And obviously it's become so much more than that. I'm now, unbelievably flattered that i get mentioned look people argue about it right you know whether who is and who isn't and my name's in there and that to me is good enough that's that is beyond my wildest dreams. so um those things never get determined every generation is different i'm just again i'm glad to have, to be at this point in my life and to look back on a really cool body of work that i'm proud of
1: You know, when it comes to your early career, you are the most honest guy in the world I've ever seen in wrestling. You will just lay it out there. You'll say, you know, what you were. You'll say how you acted. You're the most honest guy in the world. Do you ever want to just sit back and tell people, hey, guys, shut up. I wasn't that bad.
3: So, look, there there are times because, look, the one thing, and it's it's tough because in our business, when you try to, and you do confess that okay yes i did this this and this ours is a business that's very easy like they don't see that as oh that's pretty cool of them they go ahead and take more and add more. and and after a while you just go eh, you know so i i will say um there are things that i wasn't as bad at and and things that didn't happen it's like that's a bit over exaggerated but I, n- nothing that I, I don't know. It's nothing that you lose sleep over. I'm very like, you worry about it when your kids are younger. Yeah. Um, but now I'm old enough to, you know, my kid children are old enough to let it get back and explain to them like, all right, this one's real. This one's not. Um, but, um, I don't know. Like I said, I've, I've been, uh, there was a time it bothered me, but that time is it was long since passed. And, uh, especially, I think it helps that I do. I've admitted to, to most of it you know what I mean? And the stuff that I have and it's because, well, I don't know what to say, but it didn't happen or it didn't happen like that. So, um, I I don't know. I'm I'm good with it, I guess.
1: As a producer, do you ever get frustrated with guys the way the producers would get frustrated with you back in the day?
3: I don't. I don't. um, One, because none of them. (laughs) None of them were (laughs) as mad as I was. Um, And and, and, and the times that they are, I guess it, that's what helps. I, I, I I'm pretty good about not judging. And I understand they're not going to have a thought or emotion that I haven't had, and I always, at least, you know, am able to put myself in their position and explain it to them that from that standpoint. And I do. I think they appreciate that I'm honest with them, um, and and that they can be honest with me, and we can, you know, we can say like, look. We both know this is BS, right?
1: Right. But, <laughs> yeah. and, and again, I think that I think that helps. So you already mentioned some guys. We're talking about NXT in 2021. You're talking about Adam Cole. You're talking about Finn Balor. You're talking about Karrion Cross. You're talking about Johnny Gargano, who's been a bedrock of that, uh, of that organization for several years. Kyle O'Reilly, I think one of the more underrated wrestlers of the last few years. It is a roster full of guys who can just flat out go in the ring as we go towards... Uh, NXT takeover in your house, June 13th. Um, just tell me about the, what do you think about the state of NXT and just the quality of wrestlers you guys have there?
3: Look, I think it's great. Um, I, I think it'll continue to grow as you, as all the names you mentioned, such, I don't know, a, a pretty darn solid foundation. Um, but you, that, even without that, you, you know, you're not mentioning, uh, you know, Cameron Grimes, right. L.A. Knight swerve you know we've still got and that's what's so fantastic about this we have so many people coming from underneath and and there's a whole other uh you know group of young talent that are underneath that um and that's what i enjoy about this again it's the we never get out of that fun enjoyable stage when wrestling is at its purest and you're doing for the passion and the sheer love of doing it you know um and that's what i like about it i absolutely understand and there's a huge benefit to when it becomes business and right and making your money and, and getting yours um but i'm very thankful that in our environment that's not something that i personally have to you know concern myself with we're still at the stage where they're very inspired very passionate they see our passion for it and our love for uh pouring into them with the best, you know, knowledge and ability that we have. And so that's why I think all of this works for all of us because we're, it really is, this is a hell of a group down here and there's a hell of a culture down here that everybody enjoys and buys into.
1: This Sunday on A&E, the continuing biography series with A&E and WWE, they've included uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Randy Savage. They've included Booker T. Now we get to uh, Shawn Michaels. And if you've been watching wrestling for a long time, if you're a fan like me, you you know the story of Shawn Michaels. But it's such an interesting story, Shawn, because you've talked about it at length. But you had the incredible rise in the mid-'90s. You had the championship in '96, And then there was the four years off, and you came back and had another incredible career. As far as wrestling goes, what do you consider to be your prime? Uh, (laughs) That's impossible, right? Yeah, well, so uh,
3: I guess physically, I'd say probably, right, 95 through 97. Yeah. Physically, athletically. Uh, Up top, probably, (laughs) I would say, again, 2000 to 2007. Um, I don't know that – I might have slowed down maybe a smidge – yeah, but just wisdom, psychology, um, and and honestly, sheer enjoyment and professional—you know, easier to deal with—all of those things. Uh, it, it really is. It's uh, it's a tale of two sort of different lives mixed up in one dude, and so uh, I guess maybe that's what makes it interesting. Beats me. It's it's been my life, so it's all pretty boring to me, right? Um, but at the same time, you know it is, it is different. You know, it has not, it's been a pretty, you know, wild ride.
1: And it has landed you here in, in NXT backstage, uh, working with the new talent, working with the guys that will be the the next guys, I guess. Um, You seem to be very, very, very satisfied with where you are right now. Is that an accurate assessment?
3: Yes, very much. Yeah. I'm, I'm the happiest dude in the world. I got, you know, I, I do. I'm, you know, I got a great family life. I got a great job life. Uh, I'm good with everything. The only I, don't, I think the only hassles I have is that people get bothered by the by the fact that I am happy.
1: Can <laughs> I be just, honest with so, you? When we came I'm down saying. to uh, Vengeance Day in February, I, I met you for a second. Uh, we talked about Mossy Oak, my hometown, where I'm from, and all that. Uh, and then we uh, I talked to Triple H for like. Fifteen minutes after the show, he just sat there and talked to me. And for somebody who followed him, and he's one of the great heels in the business, he's one of the best guys. I wanted him to be more of a jerk than he was. He was way too nice of a guy. I feel like he should be a bigger jerk.
3: Yeah. Well, look, that he's been that way. You know, uh, he's been that way since I've known him for twenty five years. He it just it, it just so much of it, it. I don't know what to say. It just. It's not nearly as fun and as exciting and as interesting (laughs) as the stories, but we do, we, you know, we dig doing our job. We love this. He's, he's the only guy, you know, that could be where he's at. It's all for a reason. He's got the perfect temperament for this line of work.
1: Sure.
3: He loves doing this stuff. He likes, you know, working with his friends and working with young talent. And it really is. It's, it's just um, that's, that's who sets the culture here. That's why this place is so fantastic. That's why everybody wants to come here, stay here, <laughs> and, and and be here. Um and again, we're very we're very proud of that. We just, you know, feel like we're gonna keep it going for as long as everybody will let
1: us. Last question, I'll let you get out of here. We're heading towards NXT uh takeover in your house June thirteenth. I said earlier, you know, mid 90s Shawn Michaels is a reason in your house took off as a concept. Uh I did my top five uh in your house matches ever. I actually did top six. Shawn Michaels was in there four times uh very quickly what's your favorite out of these matches it was the hell in a cell with undertaker it was mankind at mind games versus jeff jarrett in your house too and then sean versus diesel at good friends better enemies those are all incredible matches and they were bang 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 right after each other uh which one stands out to you so
3: because it's uh in your house right the original concept with the original right stage and everything else because the other one's bad blood yeah they started to get a little bit away from the in your house concept yeah um so if i i would say the one with jeff jarrett because it was the one that was an original in your house you danced on the house yeah (laughs) <laughs> and, and it, you know I mean? And so that again, it was Tennessee. It was fun. It was good guy versus bad guy. It was a very traditional type match with, you know, um, it, and all those other ones are so fantastic. Um, but they became more than at that point, it was becoming bigger than in your house. Sure. Sure. Um, so I always go back to that one with Jeff thinking like that was, and that was just such a blast. That was so easy to do. No pressure. Him and Road Dog out there flying all over the place. Jeff and I had worked with each other a thousand times. He was so unbelievably talented, an easy bad guy to dislike. So it was just one of those worlds where all the traditional wrestling stuff applied and, and it was fun to do.
1: Well, this is fantastic. Uh, like I said, we have uh, Aiden's biography with Sean Michaels coming up very soon uh, this Sunday. We have NXT Takeover June thirteenth. Uh, it is in your house. Todd Pettengill will be the host. Apparently, uh, he- he'll be back. That's going to be awesome, um, Sean. I'll give you the last word here. Um, I guess the immediate future of NXT. We've got Takeover in your house coming, but it's. Uh, I assume you guys uh, you just moved to Tuesday night. I assume it's going to be a big year for you guys down in NXT.
3: It definitely is. And honestly, the only thing I want to say is, uh, Brandon, honestly, uh, yo, thank thank you. Thank you. for you, know, you guys are always very cool with us. You're always supporting us. Um, and one of those things that we appreciate, man, uh, we're all wrestling fans, right? When right. everything's said and done. And like I said, we appreciate the, the support that you give us uh, all the time. So, honestly, thanks a lot for having me.
1: It's awesome. That is Shawn Michaels, and that is wrestling. Oh boy, we got breaking news. More breaking news on this show. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement. Oh, come on, guys. <sighs> pubic service announcement. It's like public, except it refers to your dick hair. And the news you've all been waiting for, the Manscaped engineering team has confirmed they successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. I know i got a lot of Canadians up there that listen to wrestling, so go take care of your dick and balls, boys. This new trimmer was just released only moments ago, and we're one of the first to get our hands on it and share the news. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-O-N, that's my name, at Manscaped.com. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0, and buddy, I had a thick one down there. It was rough. It was... The hedges weren't even hedges. They were just a full-on bush. I'm blown away by the performance, the craftsmanship, and details on the 4.0 are next level. Their advanced ceramic blade with Elon Musk engineers, oh, excuse me, their advanced ceramic blade and skin-safe technology is so good that it almost seems if Manscaped worked with Elon Musk engineers to ensure your testicles are as safe as possible. I definitely won't Elon Musk worry about my testicles. Whew, the Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-O-N, that's my name, at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use code Brandon. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. You just made the list. Now it's time for We Just Made the List. And what we're going to do, we're going to make a list together right now. It is We Just Made the List. That's our top five somethings every single week. Whether it's managers or animal mascots or tag teams or tag team finishers, we have got the top five every single week. Last week I want to thank my friend Brian Haydad of Bulldog Sports Lab of Super Talk Mississippi down there. Uh Brian Haydad came. We did the top five face turns of all time. Uh I won, but I always do. So this week, in uh in kind of accordance with what we're doing, and, and kind of um this is a themed episode, if you will. The top five in-your-house matches of all time. In-your-house uh, started in 1995 as a two-hour pay-per-view on WWF television. Uh, it Really, its heyday was 95, 96, 97. It started getting phased out in 98. Uh, they didn't really call them in-your-houses as much. And then I think it went all the way to 99. Technically, Backlash was in-your-house back then. Um, but it had a great run. Very good quality matches back then, especially when Sean and Brett were at their peak. The top five in-your-house matches ever. In fact, you can pretty much see the prime here because I think I got, there's a 97, the two, three are from the same year, and that's 1997, and then a couple are from another year. So, all right, here are my top five in-your-house matches of all time. And it also kind of celebrates our first guest because he is all over this list all over this list honorable mention didn't quite make it 1996 good friends better enemies sean michaels against diesel the main event uh very very it was like a hardcore match before there were hardcore matches sean versus diesel good friends better enemies number honorable mention number five sean michaels against jeff jarrett in your house two intercontinental title match uh sean wins the title for the third time sean against jarrett in nashville was beautiful wonderful wrestling match uh, if you've never seen it, go back and watch In Your House too. It is on Peacock, shockingly. Uh, go check it out. Number four. It's kind of a gimmick match, but that's okay. Gimmicks are fine. 1997. We come out of the Royal Rumble. Brett wins. Austin wins. We don't know. Austin won, but he uh, he obviously got thrown out earlier, so Brett actually won, got screwed out of the title. So we have a final four match for the title here. Brett Hart against Stone Cold Steve Austin, against The Undertaker, against Vader. It was very, very good with Brett ended up going over. He got screwed out of the title later, but he won the title that night. Final four is number four. Number three, again, Shawn Michaels makes an appearance. Shawn Michaels against Mankind in the main event of Mind Games, the September pay-per-view in 1996. I think it's almost a perfect wrestling match. Mankind was crazy at this point. Shawn Michaels could do anything. He could make everybody look good, made Mankind look like a killer, and it didn't have a finish. It was a DQ finish, but it was still great. Mankind against Shawn Michaels. Mind Games is number three. The number two In Your House match of all time, the main event of In Your House Canadian Stampede in the summer of 1997 was a 10-man tag team match between the Hart Foundation, that's Bret the Hitman Hart, Owen Hart, Davey Boy Smith, Jim the Anvil Knight Hart, Brian Pillman. They go up against Goldust, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Ken Shamrock, and the Legion of Doom in one of the craziest crowd matches of all time. I would put it easily a top five crowd match ever. Up there with CM Punk and Cena in Chicago. Up there with Rock Hogan. This was a crowd that was yelling as loud as they could for the entirety of this 30-minute match. Incredible match. 10-man tag, Canadian Stampede, is number two. And the number one in-your-house match of all time, it's that man again, Shawn Michaels. He's known as Mr. WrestleMania. He might as well be Mr. In-Your-House as well. That sounds like a porn name. Mr. In Your House. Okay, well, I just stumbled on a million-dollar idea. So if you do a sex tape out there, hey, Dave, maybe call yourself In Your House. Anyway, Hell in a Cell, Bad Blood, 1997, is the first Hell in a Cell. It is The Undertaker. It is Shawn Michaels. They have an absolute classic. It is the debut of Kane. Everything about Hell in a Cell is perfect. Everything about Hell in a Cell is pay-per-view. It's big box office, and it was the best In Your House match of all time. To run that back, six, which is honorable mention, Shawn against Diesel, Good Friends, Better Enemies. Number five, Shawn Michaels against Jeff Jarrett, In Your House, two. Number four, final four, Bret versus Austin versus Undertaker versus Vader. Number three, Mankind against Shawn Michaels, Mind Games. Number two, Canadian Stampede, 10-man tag team match, The Heart Foundation against Goldust, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, Ken Shamrock, and Legion of Doom. And the number one In Your House match ever, Hell in a Cell, Bad Blood, 1997, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, Kane debuts, it was quite a time to be a wrestling fan.
3: You just made the list.
1: Here's one thing I love food. I also love other things wrestling, women, wrestling women. No, I love food. I love eating. I'm 42 years old. I'm quite fat. I have titties, but I earned them all by eating. Now, though, when I go home, I got four kids. I work all the time. Me and my wife need to take the stress out of shopping. We need to take the stress out of doing things. We need to take the stress out of everything in our life. Anytime we can cut corners with stress, we do it. HelloFresh is one of those. HelloFresh, you get free pre-me not free. <laughs> well, later on you'll get it free. Fresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. You can skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit hello fresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less try meals ready in 20 minutes or less lightning prep recipes and quick breakfast lunch perfect for your busy schedule they got 25 plus recipes to choose from each week from vegetarian meals to craft burgers extra special gourmet options there's something for everyone to enjoy with all recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity Go to HelloFresh.com slash Wrestling12 and use code Wrestling12 for 12 free meals. That's more than 10. 12 free meals. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Wrestling12, R-E-S-S-L-I-N-1-2, and use code Wrestling12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. HelloFresh.com slash Wrestling12. Now it is your turn. It is your turn to tell me exactly what you feel about this show exactly what you feel about professional wrestling, exactly what you feel about my face, exactly what you feel about anything, go ahead. You can call in, and we're going to fire up the voicemail lines right now. I'm going to tell you the number. The number is, Aria is getting the number for me right now. He's about to say it out loud. It is 202 202 810 810 42 49. 49 That's 202 810 to call in. It uh, looks like the graphic we used today has Adam Cole on it. Last night's graphic was Shawn Michaels. So there you go. You've called in. We've got how many? We have we have 6. 6. 6 is good. Yep. You don't like 6? No, I like 6. 6 is good. I don't, you know, it's uh, you know, quality over quantity. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know. I was doing a Seinfeld reference. Oh. Where he had the <laughs> lip reader and she they were in the car and he was like, "How about 6?" And she thinks he's saying, oh. "How about sex?" Oh. Uh. <laughs> You don't like sex. You don't like six. Six is good. Okay, never mind. I Uh, love Seinfeld, but I don't know. I don't remember. It's a very famous episode. I don't know how I missed that one. Yeah, when Kramer's the ball man, U.S. Open tennis. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Voicemail time. Go with voicemail number one. But you don't.
3: But you don't know, know why. why I'm here.
1: It's not very good.
3: Where's billionaire Brandon? Right here. Where is the Nacho Man? Hmm. But- Brandon, this is uh, Marcus from Toronto
2: calling
0: in. Uh, honestly, I just have a quick question for you. I was just thinking, this is like an off-the-top question: buy mm-hmm. or sell? So, I'm gonna give you two Iron Man matches. You pick one. You leave the other.
2: Pretty simple as that. Yep. First one is uh. I'm going to go with Triple H versus The Rock from, uh, I think it was Judgment Day. It was Judgment Day or Backlash 2000? It was Judgment yeah. Day. I think it Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. But uh, that one, and we'll go with WrestleMania 12. Yeah, WrestleMania 12, HBK versus Bret Hart. Simple as that. Pick one, leave the other. Let me know. Uh, as always, I love the show. I'm going to keep listening. Keep doing your thing, Brandon. Rock on, brother.
1: That's easy. First of all, thank you for calling. We get a lot of calls from Toronto or from Canada, yeah, we We're do. very big in Canada. Yeah, which I, I actually uh, I like yeah. that because, you know, a lot of wrestlers and a lot yeah. of wrestling. Well, Can- Can- Canada is a very uh, wrestling-centric country. They love their wrestling up there in Canada. So his question was very, very simple, and my answer is very simple. I have to think about it 0.2 seconds. You're asking me what which one I prefer. Do I prefer the Iron Man match of Shawn michaels Bret Hart in 1996 at WrestleMania, or do I prefer the Iron Man match between The Rock and Triple H, uh, Judgment Day 2000? The answer is very, very simple. It is The Rock and Triple H by a country mile, by a long shot. A, things happened. And you got to give Brett and Sean credit for having a 63-minute classic. you got to give them credit for going first with the Iron Match, Iron Man match concept. But they went the wrong direction. I feel like they should have traded falls back and forth. They went with 0-0 through, through uh, 60 minutes, and then the overtime Sean won. I think uh, the way to do an Iron Man match is to have – falls to have action to have ups and downs pits and valleys the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels one didn't really have that they tried to build a crescendo and you can't build a crescendo for 63 minutes so I love Triple H from the rock I hated it then I hated the ending because I was a huge rock guy I didn't like the fact that Triple H won the title um but they traded it back and forth that summer and it ended up uh, all's well that ends well but that match was all kinds of fun all kinds of crazy the Undertaker returned in that match he had been gone for a while it was just fun. It was just as the, like like Shawn Michaels and Brett was an exhibition that kind of drug on, whereas Rock and Triple H was just fun for 60, 62, 63 minutes. Incredible stuff. Uh, Aria, voicemail number two.
0: Hey, Peacock, NBC. Yep. What do we got over here? Mm-hmm. A cup of haters. A cup of haters. Hey, Peacock and NBC. What's he doing? If you don't give Brandon Walker back his WWE network the way he likes it, then yep. there's only one word to describe you, and I am going to spell it,
1: it out. out for you. S-A-W-F-T. So what? what's he doing? Hey Brandon. Why did not you stop? And are you uh you guys I don't know it. have obviously talked
0: about the Peacock disaster a lot, but uh uh, one of my biggest issues is that you can't start over a live event in the, when it's in the middle of the live event. So when I get home from work on Sunday night and I want to start it from the beginning, it won't let me do that. So I either have to join the middle or I have to wait until it's over and then watch the replay when it's finally loaded up. So. There's yep. another thing they got to get fixed. I don't know why they can't just take the original WWE Network infrastructure and attach it to the Peacock account instead of just making it like it's another TV show. Anyway, if I had a dime for every episode of wrestling that I did not enjoy, I would have zero dimes.
1: Yes. Love it. That was fantastic. Way to end. Uh, yeah. Peacock kind of, so Pe- they put up Nitro this week. They put up all seasons of Nitro, all episodes of Nitro. That helped. I'm still, I still don't love it, but I've been, I, I started watching Nitro from the beginning last night, the very first one, and I think I'm going to go all the way until 99 when it starts to really stink. Um, But yeah, Peacock has, has been a struggle. Hopefully by SummerSlam or by the end of summer, we will have it all fixed. But the biggest thing to me is you can't go from match to match. Like if if there's a match starting that you don't like, you can't just go you just press one button and go to the next match. You have to just fast forward and guess and hope and pray that you land on the right thing. And that's just easy infrastructure that could have been done on the front end. They did it on WWE Network. You're right. Why didn't they just take everything on WWE Network and just port it right over? It shouldn't have been that hard. Anyway, I'll get an aneurysm if I go too far into Peacock. Uh, Aria, voicemail number three.
0: Hey, Brandon. Hi. Jason from New Jersey. NXT is, in my opinion, clearly the best WWE show. Should Raw and SmackDown model their shows from NXT? And if not, how should Raw and SmackDown be improved to take them to
3: the moon? Cam Grimes.
1: All right. So that's Cam Grimes. Don't mind that one. It's a That's difficult. Because it's hard to model um. Modeling on NXT is basically modeling on old territory shows, I feel like, because old territory shows uh, would, would you know, they would go from week to week. You, you had people coming in constantly, just like NXT does. You had people going out constantly, just like NXT does. NXT also, they build from show to show. You know, they'll have something on this show, and they'll say, in the main event next week will be this, which you just watched. So, whereas Raw and SmackDown both do the annoying thing to set up a title shot, the, the, the challenger beats the champ. And... It, they'll they'll meet up in tag matches, and they'll meet in different ways four or five times before they get to the pay-per-view. And it's just boring by the time you get there. It's it's old hat. Raw and SmackDown both do it. So going back to the old territory mindset of constantly refreshing and constantly pushing towards the next week and pushing towards different things, I don't know if Raw and SmackDown will ever go back to that, but it is why Raw... I, I'm sorry, it's why NXT is very, very good. And Frankly, it's one of the great reasons to watch AEW, too, because they do the exact same thing. They logically progress from show to show, whereas the three or four rows in a row will look the exact same. They don't logically progress from show to show. Voicemail number four.
0: Hey, Brandon. Good. It's Drew McIntyre here. There he Going is. in again this week. I heard you like my impressions last week, so uh, i get a new one for you. It's an impression of the greatest wrestler of our generation. It goes something like this. Lou, Lou, <laughs> it's not an impression, guys. It's Kalisto, guys. And Brandon, as a self-proclaimed Damn. follower of our fearless leader, Kalisto, I'm sure you saw that he's spoken on Twitter for the first time since his release.
1: You knew that Drew McIntyre did sound right.
0: To not a wrestling ring, but a boxing ring. So I want to know, who will his opponent be? We don't know. It's, is it Floyd Mayweather? Is it Jake Paul? Is it Butterbean? We just don't know. But I do know what I want his second fight to be. Kalisto versus Brandon Walker at Rough and Rowdy so he can finally beat some respect in you on behalf of Lucha Nation. Time to put your money where your mouth is, Brandon.
1: Lucha! 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 Let me tell you something, brother. You call into this show, and you call, and you call... And you call, and you do your lucha, lucha, lucha. You do all those nursery rhymes that you do. But you've got your eyes locked on the eyes of the baddest son of a bitch on the planet, okay? All right? So you talk about rough and rowdy, you talk about this, you talk about all that. You talk about whatever you want to. At the end of the day, I am Brandon Walker, and you are calling on behalf of someone else. Someone who might not even sign off on what you're doing. Someone... Who might not even know what you're doing. Someone who has been released from WWE. Why did he get released? Because once again, you didn't hold up your end of the bargain. Now, I will continue to let you call and make a mockery of this show. I will continue to let you call and do what you want to do. But at no point, and I mean absolutely positively not ever, will I get in the ring with my brother Kalisto. Will not happen next voicemail even if the 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 purse was a uh, hundred thousand at no point will I get in the ring with my brother Callisto five hundred thousand at no point will I get in the One ring with... million I'll have to consult management okay fair voicemail number five Wait, why did hey I? There, act uh, like Brand- that was serious. You don't have the authority to give me a million dollars. Why not? Like I really had to think through that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not Dave. <laughs> you're not. You're not anybody. When, when, I'm sitting there thinking, like, wow, that's a good offer. All right, go ahead.
3: Hey there, uh, Brandon. How
0: you
1: doing, man. This is a,
0: uh, is Matthew from Texas. Getting you a call. Man.
1: This is a fake I'm, accent. You know,
3: big old fan here. So.
1: I know Southern accents. Like, well, this is a fake Southern right? accent. What like the direction you're going in, man?
3: But. uh. Got a question for you.
0: So, I had another guest from Texas on this week. Got a name of Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Well, big old fan, of Shawn Michaels. Oh,
1: he's uh, doing Matthew McConaughey.
0: Brandon, I want to know your dream match of Shawn Michaels. Who would
1: his opponent be? Me, personally. Yeah. They have to
0: go with
3: the Randy Savage. Oh, Randy. Randy. Yeah. we we'll would let you know, yeah. You got a line of Friends, but I ain't some acting circus animal, yeah. You can't just kill me every week to bring a friend, yeah. Unless you want to put me over, like you have done all so well with Luchination, yeah. Oh, Brandon, I want to know your thoughts on a Macho Man hb
1: matchup or any other dream matches
0: that you had,
1: yeah. First of all, I have put this guy over just as much as I put over Kalisto guy. This guy, I have absolutely kissed his ass every time he's called. This is 100%. the best. This is the best impression guy we got. Now it's McConaughey, not as good. So if you don't want to do impressions other than Macho Man, fine. You can just do your Macho Man and be great at it. You are the best. You are the best. You are the best at Macho Man impressions outside of Dan Soder, who is the best. But dream matches for Shawn Michaels? Well. That's the fun thing about Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels can have uh, an elite match against everybody—giants, small guys, tag team, whoever he's fighting. I'm convinced he could get in there with a with a with a woman and be just fine. He'd have a great match. He is absolutely the best opponent for everybody. But the one that we never got, and I know that Savage and HBK—they actually talked about Savage wanting to work with him in '93, '94, put him over Big. It didn't happen. Vince didn't let it happen. They did wrestle in '92 when Savage was the face champion and and Shawn was just getting started. That was very good, but it's to me it's HBK, it's Shawn Michaels, and it's The Rock. Give me the the give me Shawn Michaels at the peak of his powers. Give me The Rock at the peak of his powers. They both sold like gangbusters. It would be fantastic. The charisma would be off the charts. That's the match we never got. You know we got Hogan Rock. We got Cena Rock. Uh, we got Shawn Hogan. We got Shawn Cena. We got uh, Shawn everybody but we never got Prime Rock against Prime Sean at all in any form or fashion, and that would have been great. And our last voicemail? Is that even an impression? He's just... Is that doodoo? Sounded like Macho Man Randy Savage passing a kidney stone. There you go, good ending. Wasn't um, <laughs> good. A for effort. Thank you for making the effort. I do think the the job of Macho Man Guy is taken here, but you guys, there's other guys you guys can take. Um, so the the Pinnacle beating the Inner Circle was the right call because the Pinnacle is new and MJF. It's all about ultimately getting MJF to the next level. That's what all this, and maybe Wardlow too. That's what all this is going to be about. I think it's going to be the summer of Pinnacle and Inner Circle probably going back and forth. Maybe it leads to a career match against Jericho. I don't know. But I do believe that the Pinnacle needs belts. I believe FDR needs the, I don't think the Young Bucks need the tag belts. I mean, they are they can be elite without the tag belts. I, I don't think they need them at all. I think FTR needs them. I think FDR needs the belt to be on the Pinnacle of the business. Uh, Kenny needs his belt. He's doing good with that belt collector gimmick, but I, I'd love to see MJF carrying around the, uh, TNT title instead of Darby Allen. And I think Miro is probably taking the TNT title this week. If he doesn't, that should be earmarked for MJF very, very soon. Uh, I would love to see that happen. I'd love to see, uh, maybe MJF gets the North Amer- or the TNT title. Like you say North America, cause I had Johnny the TNT title. And maybe that leads to a career match with Jericho. I don't know, but MJF needs a title. Um, FDR needs a title. I think the Pinnacle is the best group. The elite—it's hard because you've got the elite on top, and you have the Pinnacle. They—they they both are the exact same thing, but I think the Pinnacle is just a lot more interesting right now. So that's—that's that's what I would go with. I think they made the right decision by putting them over, as I talked about earlier, putting them over Inner Circle, and hopefully they keep doing right by the Pinnacle because I think it's a great group.